Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. Back. Welcome to Hashtag Real Life, listeners. This is Abby. And this is Danielle. And like Danielle already said, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) We're past our centennial 100 episodes. How does it feel? Oh, it feels like 101. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. We feel feel good for our age. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, it's like... It doesn't feel too much different, but I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens from here. We'll see what happens. Uh, And before we press record, we were talking just about, again, how usual our busy days were uh, from, yeah, I feel like sunrise to sunset. Danielle and Abby are just on the move in our, our day jobs, and we're both, you know, just doing dealing with what life throws us i have not an ear infection but a really sore ear and it hurts and <laughs> i'm sick of it i'm an adult who should have had tubes if tubes were a thing back in the early 90s yes yes you have had quite a lot of ear things ear things and throat things ear nose ear and, and throat, throat. <laughs> yep that is my life uh always <laughs> always and forever uh yeah. I mean, my mom said when I was little, I would get ear infections all the time. And back then the doctors just gave like extended periods of like amoxicillin. Like, and now that's a big no, no, but yeah. Yeah. at the time, why not? Uh, so yeah, it's not an ear infection though. Apparently I just have a bulged eardrum because of fluid and it is so painful. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't and Dan- it- <laughs> sound good at all. <laughs> And Danielle's just looking at me like, you look like you're in pain. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) she's falling apart a little bit. (laughs) We're all falling apart. And I mean, that, I mean, is a segue, I think, kind of Mm -hmm. uh, into things people in their 30s and like the millennial era, right? The 30s and 40s uh, love to talk about how old we feel. And I will segue, I'm not complaining about how old I think I am I'm just really complaining that my ears have tiny eustachian tubes (laughs) that's a lifelong thing (laughs) yes 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 I mean and the reason why the conversation kind of went from where it was is because I was having a conversation like with my aunt um who's in her 70s and I I spend a lot of time with her and I've spent a lot of time with her friends and then also just other people that are older than me in different senses it's funny because I spend a lot of time with people who are older than me and a lot of time with people who are Mm -hmm. younger than me um so intergenerational if you will yes yes so it's very interesting when I listen to my own generation (laughs) because the people younger than me and the people older than me are so different in the way that their minds work about how old they are and it's so it's so fascinating to me because me having conversations with my aunt like she I never hear her or her friends or any of them talk about how old they are like 
ever. <laughs> like yeah. they never really talk about that. Like I mean, every once in a while, like if you're bugging them to do something that they don't want to do or something, they'll be like, oh, I'm like seven. You know what I mean? But it's not, yeah. it's not something that's like they a use constant. objective facts. Not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like a constant regular conversation piece like I feel that it is yeah. when with us um because I think that our generation that's how we bond like I'm using that yeah like I feel so quotes. old oh my gosh my hips now and mm-hmm. ever since Danielle showed me a TikTok of a influencer kind of going through like how millennials really are the worst generation for this I now cannot unsee it. And I'm actually really annoyed every time I hear someone talk about, talk about, oh my gosh, we're so old now. It's like, no, you're not. And you're actually Mm -hmm. creating that reality when you say that. Yes. Yes. And it's going back to like me talking with my aunt and everything. It's so funny because obviously again, like her being in her seventies, like she's sitting here looking at us thinking you guys are still so young. Like there's so much of your life that you have and there's so much ahead of you and all those different things. And I think it's interesting because our generation, I mean, obviously like as well, like, you know, Abby, you have a child, but like our generation, everyone got married quite young in certain ways and then had children pretty young, which is also was very common for a lot of people older than us as well. So it's it's still very interesting in that like yeah. sense of it all too. But I think that kind of adds to it because a lot of people who are like, oh, well, I have kids now. That means I'm like super, super old. And like, sometimes it's like, no, that doesn't necessarily mean you're super old. That just means you had children when you were younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it just means that like you have kids that are getting older now, you know, and just different things like your age gap is just a little different, but it's just very interesting to me because yeah, like exactly to Abby's point, like it annoys me a lot and it has for a and long I'm, I'm time. And I'm sure, I know I've, I've been a culprit <laughs> of this, but now that I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't want to put that juju out there because then I am going to be old and like, yeah, sure. My knees hurt, but it's not because I'm 32, going to be 33. It's because I fucked my knees up when I was in dance at, for a long time. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I can build strength and can do that. And it, I, I truly think it is because our generation was that like perfect sweet spot of before the internet. And then as the internet and social media became so popular, because this is where I see it a lot, social media influencers, memes, mm-hmm. uh, like the meme of JLo in her fifties, you know, at the Super Bowl, And then, uh, the other picture is me in my thirties. And it's one of the golden girls. Like that is the content that we keep seeing and people commiserate on that. And I say that word, I swear to God, every single podcast, Mm -hmm. but anyways, so many people like, you know, talk about that kind of content all the time online. And it is only millennials. It is not Gen Z. Mm -hmm. Gen Z actually makes memes and stuff about how annoying millennials are. Mm -hmm. And then the generation above us uses social media in a completely different way so it is so fast it's a fascinating corner of the internet right well and it goes back to what I was saying earlier it's like a way for us to quote-unquote bond like it's kind of that's the word I wanted like it's it's that moment where it's like oh you go to bed at 8 p.m because you're old I go to bed at 8 p.m because I'm old and it's like no like you know what I mean it's like maybe you're just a person that needs a little bit more sleep or maybe like your brain like 
I don't know, you have like a sleep thing where you need to have like fully have like 10 hours of sleep or something like, I don't know. It's not because you're old. It's just because like, that's just what your body needs. I like, it's just, it's so wild to me. And I know like throughout my life, I feel like I've gotten a lot of shit for saying this, you know, because I feel like I definitely am that person that sometimes has that like Peter Pan syndrome of things, you know, but, (laughs) but I, and when I talked to my aunt about this, it's, it's interesting because we were kind of like breaking it down and I was like, okay, I want to know like why it seems that I have this mindset towards it all the time. Like I'm just, you know, this is a running thing that like drives me insane. And Mm -hmm. I was like, because I think for me growing up, my family never talked about how old we are. Like, I mean, yeah, we'd have birthdays and you knew how old people were, but it was never something that was like constantly being brought up. Like, I mean, my grandpa passed away when he was 98, you know, but there's Mm -hmm. never situations where he was like, well, it's because I'm 90 or it's because I'm 90. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like those conversations were never really coming up. And so we never like hindered each other from doing things because of like age, you know? And like, you know, for example, too, like my aunt comes around and like hangs out with all of us all the time when people are around and stuff like that. And and she still has conversations with people about random things and all those things. But no one's looking at her and thinking like, oh, auntie shouldn't be here or I shouldn't be talking to her because she's old. You know what I mean? And she's not she's not making other people feel that way. She's not making us be like, oh, I can't have conversations with them because they're too young or like anything like that. You know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. so it's just very interesting to me. But I kind of that's what I related back to my own life and why like it bothers me so much. It's just because like that was just never a part of my conversation yeah. of life. Like it just wasn't. Yeah. I, 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 as I think about it, I honestly don't think it was part of mine either. I mean, I think my grandma or my mom every so often would be like, Oh, my knees aren't what they used to be, mm-hmm. but they also weren't in their thirties when they were saying mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it, it is, it's so fascinating. I'd love to know the actual timeline of like when this kind of started or snowballed. And I don't know if you have any hypotheses on that because it truly just seems like this is the epidemic of our, of our generation and that we are, we're, I mean, this sounds maybe morbid, but like digging our own graves in a way, like Mm -hmm. we're kind of just like, well, here we go. Like Mm -hmm. life is a, life is a endless pit of despair. Like might as well just jump on in early. Like, I feel like that's what yeah. we're preparing us for. Like, yeah. Well, and it also, it comes back. It's, it's like a twofold thing because it kind of goes hand in hand with a, like the physical aspect of things and then be like that mental part of it. Because I think when there's a lot of people saying constantly, oh, I'm too old for this, or I'm getting old for this, then it also makes them not want to take different risks like mentally either. So, you know, take getting different jobs or changing relationships or just all these different things, because it's kind of like, well, I'm too old to put myself out there to do those types of things. Or like, I, I've already created this. This is the way that, you know, like I'm already too old to do something new. You know what I mean? So then limiting yourself for sure. Yeah. And so that's kind of, and it's weird because I kind of think about it 
in the strange like TikTok universe aspect of things. Like I feel like millennials were so hard pressed about not wanting to get on TikTok, you know? And like a lot of millennials are huge entrepreneurs right now and huge business owners right now, but they didn't want to get on TikTok because it it was new. You know what I mean? It was something different. It was kind of like, oh, it's too, it's too young for me, you know, like all those things. And I mean, granted, I'm talking about a social media platform, but I feel like that that goes in a lot of different buckets of like millennials not being so like afraid to like do other things because they're like, well, I can't do this because I'm just like older. I can't do that. It's like, why not? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, it is really fascinating once you think about it. And like, I think it also, honestly, I feel like millennials are the Charlie Browns of the world. Like, and I Mm -hmm. love Charlie Brown and peanuts. We all know this, but we truly are just like, and I even shared a a reel the other day and it was just like, oh, millennials just like living through their 170th like world catastrophe all while wondering how we're going to pay our student loans. Like yes. that shit mm-hmm. is funny and true in a way. And then it's like, but that also I think is a subset of yes. what we're talking about too. Totally. Of, mm-hmm. Well, life sucks. So mm-hmm. might as well laugh about it. And that I do engage in. Right. Yeah. Me too. too old. I am conscientiously trying not to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I did, I used to like kind of in my mind think, yeah, just my body is different. It's like, well, yeah. Cause I'm not 18. Like right. that doesn't mean I'm old. Like right. mm-hmm. sure, I'm not as flexible. Sure. I'm not this, but it's not because I'm old right. bodies right. change. Right. Like I talk about that in my work all the time. Like mm-hmm. it is okay and natural for bodies to change. It's not bad or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that also maybe goes into another subset too of how we like demonize aging too. Mm-hmm. Like the aging is a bad thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So much good that can happen too. When it's all like a process. And I think like, I mean, I think another thing that I always think of, like when I was younger or just like, you know, when we we're all younger, we sometimes tend to rush to become adults. But then yes. if you think about <laughs> it, like we have our entire life to be an adult. But then when we're kids, we're like, oh man, I can't wait to grow up. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to be able to do these things. But we have this whole, that like the largest portion of our life is being an adult and making these big, large decisions and doing all these things. And then as soon as then we become an adult and then we're in this like middle era of like thirties into forties, we're like, oh, okay. We're like super, super old now. Like we just skip that whole like middle yeah. chunk. Like we just are like, all right, we're skipping right to the middle, the end part, you know? And that TikTok that I shared with you too, is that whole aspect of like she was saying there in your thirties is the time when you really are starting to actually understand yourself as a human. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, yes, that goes hand in hand with a lot of other things. Like some people, you know, grow up a lot quicker in their twenties and things like that. However, in your thirties, I mean, it seems like, you know, for the most, for some of us, like I can only speak for myself. That's usually the time when like a lot of things are changing and shifting in your brain of like how you want to show up in the world, you know? And so it's interesting to me that as soon as we hit that moment where we're like really trying to be like, yes, we like really understand ourselves is the time when we're like, oh yeah, no, well, everything's falling apart. (laughs) You know, like our body's falling apart. Like, we're old. We can't do these things. We can't do this. We can't. And it's just a lot of, we can't, you know, and you can't, or these, all these things. And, and I mean, obviously a lot of those things come from somewhere, you know what I mean? Right. We're not just making that 
stuff up but like because, where is it coming from <laughs> right because it was it was like centuries ago when mm-hmm. lifespans were only into like 20s 30s maybe right so but then it's yeah it's just really interesting that generations before us wouldn't have that since they would actually be closer to that kind of like ooh, what my lifespan and granted I'm the same way too Danielle like my family many of them live to their 80s and 90s like Mm -hmm. been very lucky of of that so yeah I it it is it it dumbfounds me Mm -hmm. yeah like and again it it does get annoying now and Mm -hmm. I've also I mean right putting a mirror up to myself I have found that some of the things that I personally do annoy the shit out of me and I'm like god damn it I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'd like me right now Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. it's learning and growing right (laughs) Right. Well, and that's why, like, you know, I wanted to understand and break down, like, okay, why do I feel this way about this? You know, like, why is it so bothersome and annoying to me? And I'm like, because it's so, it's so different to me. And it also just doesn't make sense to me. So that's Mm -hmm. why it's like, it angers me in a way, like, it doesn't anger me. It just annoys me because it's kind of like, there's so much life, you know, like we have so much life and I know, you know, there's different times in our lives where, you know, some people probably didn't think that they were going to be here till 40 or be here till, you know, like all those different things. But I think when we look at life in such a larger, broader sense, instead of it thinking of it just as, okay, this moment in time, like this moment in our thirties, this is when we're old. Like I think it just, it just limits like your ability to like, pursue life you know what I mean because I don't know you know well and it's human nature to you people are either looking to the future or reminiscing on the past Mm -hmm. and I know we've done that on the podcast too but very rarely do people like use mindfulness to like actually be in the present and enjoy what's happening right like preparing or you know reflecting on what could have been or what well, I'm, I don't believe it should have been right. Mm-hmm. Like I hate should statements. And I, I talk about it in like every client session that should is rooted in shame. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're too busy. Most of us are too busy thinking about things that aren't actually currently happening right. or mm-hmm. anxious about things that might not happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, your thoughts create your reality. Like what if that anxiety is actually going to like create uh, a real thing so yeah like create health problems yeah. and create like and create like anxiety around situations because it's mm-hmm. like oh well I don't know if I'm supposed to be here because I'm too old or like I don't know if I'm supposed to do that because I'm too old and then when you're in those situations you might not be able to cope and handle to be in those situations because you're not used to it or you're talking yourself out of it where you shouldn't be <laughs> or not sure yeah. but you know what I mean like and yeah. I've, I've heard so many elderly people say like, oh, what I would have done, like, if I knew what I know now, right? And yeah, you we have to live in the moment. We cannot just like count ourselves out for the count, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of my word of the year adventure. I right. have not thought about it in a while, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to remember that. Right. <laughs> Reminders. Mm-hmm. Well, and just knowing that like you have an adventure ahead of you, like every single day, yeah. like every single moment. And I think- when you put those moments in time where you're kind of thinking, well, I can't do this or like, I'm not done. Then what, 
like I don't know it just it's it's interesting you know like it's just a strange like way of, of looking at things and I think again like that whole bonding aspect of things like uh, you know we our generation is very reminiscent on so many things and I mean you know our younger year quote-unquote younger years or like the 90s years and 2000s years like those were some good ass years you know like there was some great music that came out of it some great fashion some really amazing things that happened but also at the same time like we're in this new world this new life you know and like Mm -hmm. that's okay too and that doesn't mean that that era back there is so far gone you know what I mean like it really wasn't that far far ago (laughs) It, it wasn't. And I know you haven't watched this, Danielle, but uh, the show Schmigadoon on Apple Plus with uh, Cecily Strong from SNL and Keegan-Michael Key. I just finished the second season and the final song actually is really uh, resonating with this whole topic, too, because the whole reason that they like go to these like fantasy lands is because they're not <clears throat> happy with their day to day lives. And the second season, they actually want to return to this like schmigadoon and they end up in Chicago, which mm-hmm. is more like the CD Broadway kind of, yeah. it's so good. But the very last song when they're returning back to their daily lives, uh, the song is basically saying, you know, you, yes, there's going to be despair. There's going to be sad days. Like not every day can be great, but you can start every day with a good morning. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, as you were talking, I was like, yeah, it, it truly all starts. Like if you start the day out thinking, oh my gosh, I'm old. Like, I don't want to be, don't want to do this. Like, that's how your day is going to go out. And sure, maybe the day is going to end that way, but like, what would it be like to try to approach it differently? Yeah. Well, and I, to that point, every day is new. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're a new you, like every single day, like we aren't like that running, like it seems like we are, but like somewhere along the line, we became this like running narrative. Like everything is like the same, like it just all goes in a spider web. Like, you know, we're just a running thing. And like the next day adds to the next day. But like you could literally change a whole, you could have a completely different perspective on life than you did yesterday. You've said that before. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be, it can be completely changed. Like you can decide to yourself like tomorrow, like, Hey, I'm going to like, have a whole new identity. Like, obviously we don't want people to, you know, like to like complete, but you can, you know what I mean? Like you can wake up and just be like, Hey, like, I'm going to like start something new today. Like yeah. I'm going to be multifaceted. Yeah. yeah like it's going to be something different than what I did yesterday. And then if it doesn't work out, I'm going to wake up the next day and do something different. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and you get to write the story of your own life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that running narrative of like, well, I'm just old all the time, <laughs> you know, like, it's very like yeah. Eeyore, like, you know, and right. Like, <laughs> I mean, because you said that now it makes me think how many popular culture, like things, Snoopy, or not, no Snoopy's happy, Charlie Brown, Eeyore, Daria, like all these people were like, womp, womp. Uh, mm-hmm. They were depressed. Uh, like, come on, depressed. let's call it what it is. Like, those yeah. are depressed characters. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Charlie Brown is very depressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I related to a lot of those characters sometimes. Oh, I, mean, I love, love Charlie Brown. I mean, Eeyore was like one of my faves, you know, but like, but he also, too. <laughs> exactly. But, but and again, Tigger. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But again, let's, you know, like I said, call call it what it is. Those were depressed characters. Like those were characters that were moving through their life in a cloud, you know, like 
and just moving through their life with what was happening. And then those other major characters, like extroverts, sure. And then in the, in the character arc were the ones that were like, okay, come on, you got to see life a little bit differently. Like, you know, like there is more to this next day. Like they were the ones who were being like you were saying, like waking up thinking, Hey, there's going to be a new good morning, you know? And that's, and it's not always going to be like that, you know, like it's not always going to be those things, but I got sidetracked. I don't actually know what I was going to say instead of that, but that made me think I was like, okay, Eeyore and like, yeah, just all Mm -hmm. the, all the, um, yeah, personifications of depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the worst part about it is, is that I think, again, going back to like our generational aspect of things, we didn't realize that that actually was what it was. You know, Mm -hmm. like no one, I mean, I don't, I think the, obviously the writers and the comics, you know, all those, I think a lot of those people really knew, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, a lot of people just thought it was a character, you know, it's just a character. That's just what it is. But like when you, yeah, when you really do dial it back, like those, those were sad characters. And I think like, as we get older, we're able to look at that and see like, whoa, those are moments of depression or that's that and those are those things like we have more verbiage to it obviously yeah but um yeah charles Scholes based i mean charlie brown was him as a child so Mm -hmm. yeah like his experience or um yeah the winnie the pooh characters i mean i know there's lots of things about like how each each one is a specific like emotion right Mm -hmm. or um yeah I man I wish I knew what what my thought was uh <laughs> originally but that really I mean got me thinking like wow yeah those things made an imprint on our mm-hmm. psyche probably I mean I'm sure that has something to do with it mm-hmm. totally because I mean it's it's also the the content if you will that we were consuming back then you know like now yeah we're consuming more <laughs> humans and face-to-face Ugh. people telling us things but you know we're consuming a lot of that stuff back in the day you know and a lot of those characters were talking about their feelings or showing different things or not talking about their feelings and then you know here we are now <laughs> in yep. our world where you know, we have also become those millennials that like, don't want to feel, you know what I mean? And are very like, oh, my student loans, oh, my this, like, ah, whatever, we're going on. It's like, whoa, okay. Like, we're all just kind of messy. <laughs> we are messy. Let's call it as it is. Yes, messy. Millennials are messy. <laughs> millennials are messy. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, oh. each generation has its, you know, has its has its qualms. Yeah, qualms. Yeah, but I just, it's just, it's, it is, um, it's a tricky, I guess, it's a tricky matter, and I think because we are millennials, it makes it more, like, intense because I think, you know, a lot of a lot of, I'm not trying to generalize here, but a lot of millennials, like we think we're kind of the shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like, it's so when we really like break it down and be like, Hey, we're a little messy. Like, a little we're messy beans. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's right. And that's, again, I, I think I do remember what I was uh, thinking is yes. A lot of 
people grew up like stuffing their emotions, just shoving it away, not thinking about not wanting to feel. And so I think that's also why this whole topic or this whole self-reflection could be really hard for people because yeah, when you have those negative thoughts, like maybe that's the time to step back and be like, what's actually going on here? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I feeling? But a lot of us don't want to, like, again, it's a coping skill Mm -hmm. to not actually, maybe we're actually fearful of mortality and wrapping it up in a bubble, um, Mm -hmm. in a bow. Well, and I mean, I said that point earlier. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how many people I heard like through high school and even like in our college lives that were like, man, I, you know, I didn't know I was going to be alive until I I didn't know I was gonna make it till 30 or I didn't know I was gonna make it to 21 and stuff like that. And like, that's like just a very, and I don't think it was people saying it because they're like, you know, they themselves were like necessarily depressed per se. I mean, I think maybe like a a couple of them but I think some of them just like didn't see like didn't know what they couldn't see past they couldn't see past it yeah and so and I think that is very interesting because it you know I I don't know like I think when you think about the Gen Zers now I mean I definitely can talk to Gen Zers and they're like oh I see that I'm going to be doing this 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 is where I want my trajectory to be or not even if I want my trajectory to be this is like what some thoughts I have. These are some plans. Like mm-hmm. these are kind of what I want to do. They have it like pretty mapped out, but not even, assertive. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, and they're very much like, well, I'm going to make that happen, you know? And even if I don't make that happen, whatever, I'll just do something else. And I think, you know, it seemed as though also our generation was very, like very, set in the aspect of the specific roles of, you know, like teacher, doctor, nurse, you know, like very specific roles that like we always heard about, you know what I mean? And so it makes it interesting because I think that's where another piece of it comes into play. It's like, we didn't have that ability to imagine those other things. Cause also, I mean, you know, the internet wasn't as prevalent. (laughs) Like we, like we Mm -hmm. said, we were in that weird cusp of, you know, having the internet and then like having a very weird array <laughs> of the internet, you know? So we don't, we didn't see as many of those possibilities or we couldn't, we didn't know how to think of those type of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Millennials are very, again, stereotyping an entire generation is tough, but <laughs> a lot of us are very fixed in our ways and not mutable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not willing to change or don't think didn't think we could like but, once we yeah. were stubborn mm-hmm. <laughs> once we get stuck on something it's like that's how it is and or we're, we're comfortable we know what we know comfortable yeah you know like and comfortability isn't always a bad thing but like sometimes it can be a bad thing um because get your blinders on and don't right. see other opportunities Right. Like comfortability, like sometimes can't move, doesn't move the needle the way it should. And it doesn't necessarily have to be career wise. It could be like literally anything, you know? Um, So, yeah. I think it's really cool. So you have never personally, like, that's just never been a narrative of like, oh my gosh, like if you have an ache or pain, like you've never thought like I'm getting older, like um, I mean, yeah, sort of, but I mean, it's not something that's like, I don't know. It's just to like, the extreme. Yeah. 
I yeah, think that's I'm, so cool. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'll have moments where I'm just like, oh man, like I would say random things like the old gray mare ain't what she used to be, but that was just like, I was laughing about that because it's like right. that, that one, um, it's like recent kids or whatever. Um, but like, I feel like, yeah, like if I have like an ache or a pain, I'm kind of like, oh yeah. Okay. Like I just, right. I just like, it's, it is, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily like you're non-judgmental about it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus, I mean, and this doesn't even just go for aches or pains. Like, mm-hmm. like we've talked about too, uh, people we are close with, or even people we meet for the first time, like we'll literally use like, oh, their age is the reason they can't do blank mm-hmm. or like can't have fun or, mm-hmm. and that can be a number rate, not just like partying, drinking, but like, mm-hmm. gosh, yeah. Doing like fun activities or just won't even let yeah, won't allow themselves to have adventure. So it, mm-hmm. it it spans a lot of things, not just the the aches and pains of actual bodies changing, but that is a big one. Right. Well, and I think too, like, I mean, I think like, okay, so like staying up late, for example, you know, like I also have never, like we talked about it like before, like I didn't have a bedtime. So, I mean, I've never also been that person who like, mm-hmm. like, continually has to like I mean I love my sleep like don't get me wrong but I'm not a person who's like oh well I'm old now I have to go to sleep you know what I mean like that's not something that rings I just am like oh well I'm tired like so I need to go to sleep you know what I mean like I just like it's very like just kind of factual and things you know what I mean or like oh like I'm really, really hungover now a lot more because I drink too yes, much and I yes. slept. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's like usually that. I can't, I can't handle it anymore. Like people right. will, but how many people in their 40s, 50s, 60s above drink a lot? Yeah, are... but probably drink more than like half yeah. of us, you know? Yeah. And so like it's just, and so it's like things like that that are really funny where like, again, like I said, I think I just put more like, back to it in the sense mm-hmm. of like yeah I mean that does make sense like or I might say it in my head randomly like oh yeah it's you know it's because I am getting a little older like whatever but like it's not something that's like a continual narrative something that comes out of my mouth it's not something that's regularly being said for anything <laughs> like I'm just kind of like such a healthy <laughs> at least that's what I perceive like a healthy neutral way to look at it mm-hmm. And I mean, I know I shared this on our podcast when we, uh, uh, when we were talking about like our own relationships with like death or mortality. And like, I feel like I spent a lot of my teens and twenties, like fearful that any crook, granny ache pain, like meant that I was dying. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now that I'm older, like, yeah, I'll notice it. And and sure, I have in the past said like, oh my gosh, my knees are X, Y, Z, right? But I feel like now I am just more comfortable in my skin, not not having to do anything with body size, not having to do anything with, it's just like, this is what my body is and it's cool, <laughs> like, great. And mm-hmm. I'm not as worried about like the end of life. I, I don't know. Right. It's, it's yeah. just like, okay, like, and mm-hmm. And that is so freeing. Like it is anxiety is is the worst. (laughs) It really is. Well, and I think it's just had that whole like just living your days, you know what I mean? And not having to think about because again, like with my history of life, like I I could, I could be a person like easily with the 
with the things that have happened in my life, like I can a hundred percent be that person that could sit there and like, think about every catastrophe that could ever happen because some of those things have happened. Do you know what I mean? So like, I could literally be that person that does that all the time, but like I that's, and I mean, it's something that I have to like, it's like a muscle that I have to, you Mm -hmm. know, to train it in that sense where it's like, I can't let myself go there all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I can have the thought Thank the thought, I guess, if you will, or whatever. And then just look at you using your therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just be like, okay, you know, because like, like you said, you know, it's having that hold of like thinking about the bad things that could happen to yourself and others. Like, it's not, it's not a place you want to be in. And it's not, it's not denial by any means. It's like very real, but it's just kind of like, there's just pieces of it where it's like, it can't be, you know, it's just, there's, it's just, I can't live like that. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. No. And that would be so, I mean, the, the evidence of what stress does on our body and health, physical, mental, everything. Yeah. That would just not be great. It'll, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, as new generations keep coming up and ours does get older. Mm-hmm. If, this outlook on life has any impact on like lifespans and if they do any studies around it because that would be fascinating I have no idea how they would control for it yeah throwing it out there anyone in research I mean it kind of goes back to like one of our first episodes that we had with Sarah like the burnout and stress you know and our generation is one of those generations that is very high you know stress and all those things. And, you know, when it comes to like medication taking and like all of that stuff, like, I think our era is pretty high up there in like statistics with all that stuff. So, I mean, I don't know, (laughs) like, I feel like there might be some pretty long-term effects. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And, and yet, can you, yeah. Can you, um, like consider all the variables, but I'm, yeah, it'll, it will be very interesting to see mm-hmm. the future holds for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, and I think yeah. like, I mean, obviously we're doing like our real series about lessons that we've learned and stuff. And I mean, I think like that in itself is like lessons that I've learned is just kind of like going about life in just a like an abundance type of way, mm-hmm. you know, and not going about it and thinking, you know, all the, the doomsday thoughts, you know, and like how horrible things are going to be that we don't even know, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's hard obviously, but those are things that I had to learn over time, you know, just kind of like, it just doesn't, it doesn't serve me, (laughs) you know? Uh, Well, and it's so good to hear, right? Like, like you said, like, noting yeah I could be someone who worries about all the ifs ands or buts uh mm-hmm. as someone who has experienced trauma right like mm-hmm. and that is so hard and in, in, in my professional work to observe like yeah people who have PTSD complex trauma or just any you know, like how easy it is to get stuck mm-hmm. on that cycle and that is a real thing and and it, it isn't just about a mindset shift. And yet like that can be helpful as like Mm -hmm. one intervention in a mix of other things. It's not a cure-all, right? but Mm -hmm. you know, I I like to kind of point out, you know, it's 
okay, if someone is yeah engaging in self-destructing behaviors, okay, like you know what that does, right? Mm-hmm. You know what cycle that continues. Why not try something different? You right. can always go back to whatever self-destructing symptom you're doing. Mm-hmm. Why not try something different and see what happens? Right. And, and like, yeah, well, and like you said, it's not a cure. Like it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have negative thoughts. It doesn't mean that there aren't things, you know, it just means that there's just, there's ways to navigate things differently. You know what I mean? And there's ways to try to figure out how to cope in different ways. You know what I mean? Um, and try to think about things differently. I don't know. (laughs) We are 101 episodes wiser. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we are, we totally are. That's practice, you know, like it's, these are things that you have to practice every single day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ways that you have to go about it all the time. Growth. Growth. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, if we take anything away from the millennial aspect, like from then to now, we've we've grown so much, you know. <laughs> yes, a positive spin is we have made lots of progress. Doesn't mean we're done with the learning and growth. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we can still learn and do differently. <laughs> right. And like the girl on TikTok said, if you really are that concerned about all the things that are happening in your body, please go see a doctor. You know, like please go see a doctor, please go see your healthcare professionals to get some things figured out. So it like helps your that is true. Mind and I... helps your physical health. Like, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there that are bitching and complaining because they're too old and too like falling apart because they haven't went to the doctor. For yeah, the doctor. that's so true. You know? <laughs> like, like I've said, like, I know I, uh, I should really do like probably PT to build up my muscles around my knees and kneecaps. Cause I'm pretty sure at some point I have shattered them with all the you know damage that I myself placed on it when I was younger and uh didn't have right didn't have a care in the world you don't I mean that's the irony I did worry mm-hmm. about health consequences but at the same time didn't yeah anyway yeah. like and I know it's not normal to like every so often be on your hands and knees and feel like you need on a Lego <laughs> yeah right. like that's not normal when it's flat carpet ground yes and but I should like and I should just go to the we have a ortho, um, like urgent care here. Like you don't need a referral. Like I could go, mm-hmm. right. Check out my knee, see if there is anything. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. until I do that, I can't really complain. Right. <laughs> That's the other part, you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, obviously we all have, we all can complain. Like, you yes, know, yes, I know that was, but tough. it is, but it is like that. That's another big driving force of it. You know what I mean? Like, we're complaining a lot, <laughs> but like, no, we avoid the real problems. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. like objectify something else, so we don't right. think of the real thing. Right, and like people who are, you know, looking at J Lo like on a pole and whatever, whatever. Like, she has like personal trainers, right? And stuff. You know what I mean? Like, she has personal trainers, and also she's an artist that tours mm-hmm. so like that's her job her yeah. job is to perform and do that so mm-hmm. when we're on our at our desks on computers you know doing that for how many hours a day like she is performing doing that like right 
And like, that's what she needs to do to perform her job, you know, just as like, we need to read books to perform our job or we need to do different things, you know? And like, also for her, maybe like, even if that wasn't her job, maybe her fitness is like a huge value of hers. You know what I mean? Like it's a big piece of her. So therefore that's why she looks like that and can do those things, you know, like, and you know what I'm, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, and like, everyone has an opportunity to go on a walk. (laughs) Like everyone has an opportunity to do those things too. So I think like that's those other pieces of itself too would be more just like, Oh, I can't do this. It's like, but you can. Well, and I love that you brought that part, whole part up too, because it, it is definitely, yeah, it, it brings up society's really shitty, you know, expectations of what aging should look like. And it mm-hmm. usually is unrealistic and what, you know, no wrinkles, no this, you, you know, don't do that. And it, it is also ableist too, because some people have chronic conditions at a young age and like are not able to do things with their joints, knees, all the things like it. Yeah. We, we need to take a whole inclusion and like your worth is also not inherently valued to like how you, your body functions. Right. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a whole other layer to, to this too. And like, yeah, shitty beauty standards, shitty, like, yeah, especially and it, it, it happens to people on all gender spectrums, but like specifically like females too, I think are held at a really crazy higher standard. Like men who age, that's also the thing. It's mostly females. It's mostly men. It's straight up as females. Like, again, do you ever see guys like, let's be real here. Do you, yes, exactly. Think about all the guy friends we have. Think about your husband. Do you ever see them sitting there being like, like they might make a joke here and there that's like, oh man, I'm getting too old to, to take that shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because it's like yes, a shot that. of something that they don't like anymore. You know what I mean? But it's but, not something where they're not going to do something. You know, it's not holding them back from doing something. Yeah. Whereas I think it like, is very again, gendered, it right. is very females. Like, man, I can't do these things. And then it's like, why is the can't part in your vocabulary? Why mm-hmm. can't you do these things? Whereas again, we're giving these, like we give that piece to the males where they get to, uh, you know, like they're not stopped by their age. Again, that same thing is my example. That I told about my grandpa, he was, you know, he's the 98 year old, you know? He yeah. was, and again, my grandma was the same way, you know, but like he, he was the one who was never saying anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, I it unlocked didn't, something. Didn't it unlocked it? more. It did, yeah. Because I'm like even thinking, I like never once heard my grandpa ever. Like, if anything, for his own safety, we were like, okay, you probably shouldn't be on a ladder on the roof at seventy. Like, you know, yes, those yes. things. But he was like, nope, I'm doing like doing mm-hmm. all things like wanting to do. Yeah, to do things that were like, oh kind of nervous for him because we right care but and they and yeah. he lived super long you know what I Dead. mean he lived super long because he didn't have that fear of the fact of him being older yeah oh for sure definitely he didn't he was not stressed about a thing in the world and yeah lived with type 2 diabetes for 30 plus years <laughs> yeah so he was he was great right. uh but yeah yeah I don't even think D says anything like that mm-hmm. like if anything, he'll say like, oh, I want to go to the gym. 
mm-hmm. like it won't ever be like a self-deprecating anything right uh or like, yeah I it'll can't be like the gym because i am because i can't do that at the gym because yeah. i'm too old now or something never like, complaining about his body part mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that goes to more yeah females are good for anything they're good for self-critiquing yeah. themselves and others uh, and <laughs> others oh because in a way like in a way yes if, if we're thinking like you know meta we're also critiquing like oh, oh my gosh 100%. it's so annoying that other people do it but 100%. hey it's it's a combo it's a combo yeah well and also i mean i i will die on this hill is that we're <laughs> trying we're trying to make people live longer yes <laughs> so i mean we're not adding into the narrative of like i don't know you know we're not adding into the narrative of like this is gonna toxic be- ageism yeah yes exactly <laughs> So, and I mean, whatever. I will die on this hill. I'm I don't not care. over the hill. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. I think that's an important cause yeah. to, uh, yeah. I don't know. To I'll make a, yeah, I'll make a stance. I don't care. You know, like this is, <laughs> this is one of the stances. I mean, I have a lot of stances, but I will fully take Mark on this one. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. That went places. I know. Cause there's so many pieces to unpack with it. I mean, once you really yeah. look into it and you really think about it. And I think like for people that are listening, like if you, it's also one of those things too, like when you think about what you say, like your words have such a large impact and just like, you know, again, if we're thinking meta, like our words have an impact right now, like what we're talking about, but like you think not about, only on us and others. Yeah. yeah. If you think about what you put out there on the regular basis, if you're regularly talking about how old you are and how, how things are bad and how things are breaking and how things are having these problems and all those things, like just think about those words and the weight that they have, like to yourself and to others. Like, mm-hmm. is that what you want? Like, like ask yourself, you know, is that, is that what you want? Like, are those the words that you want to keep telling yourself? And like, maybe they aren't like the biggest part, but like words, words matter. Like we said, like how you talk about your body matters, you know, like negatively, positively all of the above. Yeah. I mean, right. We teach children to be kind to others. I mean, we also have to show that same like same respect to ourselves mm-hmm. yeah you might not think you're being unkind but it, i mean it's passing a judgment right you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm telling you it's a it's a big topic it's a big topic <laughs> hashtag real life covering the real <laughs> topics you want to hear hey i mean i you know like yeah it's it's a it's a doozy it's a Something that I've thought in my mind quite regularly. <laughs> no, it's a really good one. Yeah, when you had showed me, and we might have to, if you're able to find it again, uh, yeah, share the the TikTok. <laughs> oh, Danielle knows to save the content. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to share it so people can see and listen to her because she was just dropping truth palms. Like we were like, yes. Mm-hmm. 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 And like, I, I encourage you, if you're listening, whoever's listening to this and is maybe getting a little triggered by this, 
I encourage you to like think, I don't know, just like think about why it's triggering you. You know what I mean? Just the same reason why I was like, why is it triggering me to have this conversation? You know, like think about like why it's maybe like a triggering part or thought, you know? Yeah. And all of those things because it's it's real. Mm-hmm. It is real. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay, well, all I got on that, I think that's all I think. I think we should leave it at that because that is a uh, that is a good spot to leave, leave the listeners going. Hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I did. I did a funny uh, chin holding face. That's weird. Okay, can't describe (laughs) it. Uh, Do you have an Instagram versus reality, Miss Danielle? Um, uh, I don't know. Not really. But for some odd reason, I was thinking about like movie theaters. Um, Okay. So it's kind of random, but I love, this is like an Instagram versus reality and it's sort of, I guess. Um, Okay. I've, I've stretched them so we can, we can do it. I was going to say like basically how movie theaters have evolved like so much. If you think about it, like if you think about the movies, like when you think about in the movies about the movies it's uh-huh. always like you know there's a little bellhop that's in like a striped outfit and like a hat and they're like giving you a little ticket stub and all those things yes. you know and then now you think about the movies it's like such production like you know they have that whole thing on the screen I think it's like Nicole Kidman's walking around is like oh like come here blah, blah, blah. welcome back to the movies yes and again it's a very like meta within a meta sense because you're kind of like you're at the movies talking about the movies and then they're sitting in a movie theater and then it's just a lot of layers of like watching yourself watching themselves I don't know something like that and so it's just it's just very interesting how things have evolved and just entertainment and all those different things that is true yeah but just the movie going experience is completely Mm -hmm. different uh, the meta on meta made me think of the original Muppet movie where it starts out with them watching the movie that they made and yes. then it like cuts in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And animal is like <laughs> handcuffed to the seat mm-hmm. in the movie theater watching the movie. Yeah. Yes. And then, yeah. And then you, and then they always have like, like even at Disney World and I think even in the Muffets, I can't remember, or maybe even Honey, Rich Life Kids. And then they have that whole moment where they're like looking at you, sitting in the movie, like watching the movie. Yes. And they're like talking to the people. Yeah. The minions <laughs> do that too. Yes. Yes. It's just, <laughs> it's just very interesting how all that like plays out. Just the, all the breaking of the fourth wall and all those yeah. different things. I'm curious, did you recently go to a movie theater? Is that what sparked this? No, no, it's just because I looked over here and I had like a ticket stub like on my refrigerator. And so I saw it and I just, it reminded me of that. And I, I just love it. I, I mean, off of it. I truly thought after COVID movie theaters were going to be, go kaput, but mm-hmm. you know, they have clapped back. Yes. Slapped back. There we go. Yes. Yeah. You can't, I feel like that was, that was the, I mean, there's so many horrible things that happened in COVID and like just so many other like things, but just the, you want to talk about dark and twisty. Yeah, exactly. But like the entertainment business, just having just this like 
just like crippling fall and then yeah just that thought of like movie theaters going away and like Broadway shut down it was just it's just like that moment where you're like whoa like I mean obviously yes there's different moments when you're kind of like whoa things are serious but I think like that aspect of just like the show always goes on but then it just Mm -hmm. didn't (laughs) like it was kind of just a very it's it's yeah. you know we're an apocalypse <laughs> yeah. well and related to our topic right like that just shows how resilient and needed mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. happiness positive like because the theater even if it's a drama or if you like scary movies like it is something you go for entertainment mm-hmm. 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 it's okay yeah be a kid to be to have fun and like, even way back in the day when there was just silent films, you know, and just like those little like short form things and just like small little amounts of entertainment. It's just, it's, yeah. I mean, obviously COVID is, was a wild time and everything like that. And there's so many other facets of it, but it just made me think about that too. And just that shutdown part of it. It's like, whoa. Yeah. No, I thought that was a really great Instagram. I've reached farther <laughs> for Instagram versus reality. So go, Danielle. <laughs> Thank you. I get the Abby Sam of approval for the Instagram versus yeah. reality. <laughs> little, a little, uh, small clap or whatever. Yeah. Thanks. I love it. Little snaps. Little snaps. <laughs> if I could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, listeners, that was our show, and please. Uh, rate, subscribe, all the things. Let us know what you think. And yeah, if you learned anything today, put some positivity in the world. Your words matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as always, if you are listening to the episode or anything, take a picture, snap yourself, you know, listening to it and tag us on Instagram. Take us on Facebook, all those things. I mean, I know sometimes everyone's not on the socials, but if you are and you have a moment, you know, we'll we'll give you a little shout out. We love that stuff. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Right. <laughs> well, as always, we shall talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you so much for We'd love to hear more from you, so make sure you join us on Facebook at Real Life Podcast with Abby and Danielle, and like and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well, but on Apple, you can leave us a review, but don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.